Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Welcome to the Inclusive Class Podcast. Through interviews and discussions, it's our goal to explore the promise and practice of inclusive education. I'm Nicole Eredix, and I'm one of your hosts for the show. I'm a parent, inclusion teacher, and creator of the online resource, theinclusiveclass.com. Terry Morrow couldn't be here with us this afternoon. However, we are fortunate to have guest co-host Marianne Russo, and we are also uh, pleased to present Lee Hirsch, who is also on the other line with us, and I am just going to bring him in right now. And hello, Lee. How are you? Hey, good to be with you guys. Good, good. Good to have you. Marianne, are you on the Hi. other end there? Hi. Yes, I am. How are you? Hi, Lee. Hi. Hi. We are on the air right now, and I was just doing a brief introduction, and uh, Marianne is over there, and she'll introduce herself as well. Oh, hi, everyone. Um, you probably know me from, um, I'm the president of the Coffee Clatch Special Needs Talk Radio, and um, as Nicole and Terry do, I bring really informative interviews, and I'm thrilled to be here. The Bully movie was just exceptional. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We, uh, I had a chance to look at it last weekend, or two weeks ago, which I really enjoyed. I know that my uh, husband and son saw it last year, too, when it came out, but just to backtrack a bit, because... I want to do a proper introduction here. Um, we have Lee Hirsch with us on the show today. He is an award-winning documentary filmmaker. Uh, he wrote and directed a documentary called Amanda Amandla. Is that correctly? I don't want to mispronounce that. Yeah, well, you have to say it with a lot of energy. So you would, okay. you would, you would say Amandla, which means... Amandla. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Uh, and that Every- means uh, power in Zulu. Uh, and it was a... a it, it was used in the struggle against apartheid as a way of organizing and rallying and sustaining people. So, um, okay, there you go. So we didn't think we'd touch on that one today, but glad we did. Wonderful. Well, and it's definitely worthy of some uh, energy and um, a little bit more hyped up than what I gave it. So thank you <laughs> for stepping in. Um, and your work also includes the film Bully, which I just mentioned, and premiered at the 2011 Tribeca Film Festival and has subsequently been shown in theaters. Uh, for those of you who haven't had a chance to see it yet, it follows several families across ethnic, cultural, and geographic boundaries as their children grapple with bullying. And, Lee, we're going to talk to you today about some of your observations and thoughts on uh, bullying and the type of school culture in particular that facilitates bullying and what can be done to change it to become a more inclusive and accepting environment. Um, so we've got some questions lined up for you, and Great. hope you're <laughs> ready to to chat. Uh, Marianne, Absolutely. I know you have a question here for him. Yeah, you know, I mean, first of all, I have to say that Bully was absolutely extraordinary um you know the passion 
in it. And, you know, it, it, it's not only heart-wrenching, but it's mind-boggling. Uh, when you're watching this, that bullying, and to the extent that you that you found um, with those three children, I mean, you know, that this could be going on in this day and age and be unaddressed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I know your goal is for awareness, and, um, and you certainly accomplished that. But, um, you know, through your own experiences and the observations when you were filming this, you know, where does bullying most often occur? Um, you know, and who are the targets of these bullies? Those are great questions. I mean, I think bullying can really occur anywhere. I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, it's easy to say, okay, we we, we think we know that it can occur outside of the view of adults. Um, so that can be, you know, in an unsupervised playground, um, on the walk to or from school. There's certain hallways that may be particularly um, risky for some kids, uh, bathrooms, uh, buses. Um, but sometimes it, occur, you know, it does, in fact, occur in plain view. And I would say that in, in schools where there's a culture of bullying that exists or is tolerated, you'll often see it occurring in plain view. And what happens is, you know, kids and adults have just kind of gotten used to it and and, and see it as uh, as normal, uh, and, and that's scary, and that's definitely out there. And I think when when you think about what kind of kids can end up, you know, on the victim side, uh, I think it's really important to note the really high numbers of uh, students with special needs uh, that are uh, that experience bullying and report experiencing bullying. Um, it's it's really disproportionate. Um, you also uh, hear a lot from uh, gay and lesbian kids that they experience a very high uh, high frequency of bullying. But it can be because of lots of reasons. It could be because you're really smart. It can be because you have funny looking ears, or you're really skinny, or really heavy, or really pretty. You know, it it, it it's just that strange kind of thing that. You know the the reasons are almost less important than how do you create you know an environment where it's not going to thrive. Right. You know, my daughter, um, who's seventeen. You know, we were just talking about this as far as gay and lesbian. We were talking about uh, Magic Johnson's son, and uh, we were just having this conversation last night. And she was saying, you know, in our district, first of all, we were just shocked because we really have a zero tolerance here. And it, 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 the kids toe the line. There is really zero tolerance. And, um, you know, the lay, uh, lesbian, um, gay, bi, um, bisexual um, education has been incredible. And it, it's, you know, it's Where not an issue guys? here. Um, we're in New York. We're on Long Island. And, okay. you know, our district just did an outstanding job with it. But she did say that really so the problem that she sees... A complicated idea your way. That zero tolerance is really dangerous. Well, I, I mean, we can, we can debate is that the wrong if you way. choose to or not. But you right. know, it is, it's not like it's it's not like there's punishment for it. It's just that it just in the older kids, it's just not an issue. But what mm-hmm. she found is that the middle schoolers really are the ones they need to be addressing, not the high schoolers, because that's where she's seeing the bullying that is going on. It's in the younger ones that they really need to start educating these kids earlier. Hmm. hmm. Well, I would I would say that it's you know it goes right to you know um, pre-K and right. elementary school, and the more we can do to teach kids empathy from as early a point as we can, 
the better our chances are of, you know, building that kind of culture and kids that um, are not willing to participate and feel like they have the tools and resources to challenge it when they see it. Um, you know, we're really excited by what's called social and emotional learning, which is a movement mm-hmm. in education um, that really says, like, let's go, let's take a step back and look at are we teaching kids how to process um, decision-making that, you know, has kind of moral and ethical implications? Are we, you know, looking at how do we teach people how to get along, how to work together, how to deal with conflict, how to defend themselves, how to advocate for somebody else? You know, there's, there's these incredible ways of bringing that kind of learning into the school setting and what we're finding is that the more of that that you can do not only do you do decrease bullying but you also you know increase performance and graduation rates and overall connectedness of all of your students um, and so you know if there's any educators listening you know we've we've worked really hard to build um, all of these resources into an educator's kit that accompanies the film Bully. Um, and that's available on our website um, with the film, as long with a version of the film that's designed for younger audiences than the actual movie, which is PG-13. Right. But what we did is we worked with Harvard and we said, there's all these great ideas in social and emotional learning, but sometimes it can feel daunting. So you know, we, we kind of synthesize them down into real-world examples and strategies we're calling a roadmap to creating safe and caring schools that educators can really, you know, even if you're, uh, you don't have to be the, the, the principal or a district leader, you can be um, an aide in a classroom. You could be uh, a bus driver. You can take these ideas and bring them forward within the community, and we're really excited about that. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's it's a, it's an outstanding message, and I think that, you know, like I said, it's so powerful that I think that any kid that watches this is going to be impacted by it. And, um, you know, well, you let's, didn't let's, know. let's impact the adults too, right? Because, yeah, well, that's you know, we where can ask, Right, we can ask kids to step up, but if we're not supporting them or they're, you know, they're, they're being different behaviors being modeled by the adults in their community, then it's going to be much harder for them to be successful. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna just going to you know talk to you about because um, you didn't weren't weren't aware of the bullying of these kids. Is that right? Before you chose that location, um, this sort of just unfolded for you. If you're speaking about the um, the school that we filmed in, yes, mm-hmm. which sure, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting story because you know we were looking for a school that would allow us to make this film now that's a tough question to ask an administrator or a school mm-hmm. board will you allow a film crew in to film something that's really sensitive yeah um that a lot of schools don't want anyone to know if they're having these problems um or don't want to acknowledge that they're having these problems um so we were you know we were really blessed when uh, the school district in Sioux City, Iowa, gave us this yes and said, okay, you can make this film. We think we're doing the right things. We're trying really hard. We've been doing it for a long time. Um, so come on in, and if you find stuff that we're not aware of, then ultimately I think that will help us grow too. And so that was an extraordinary relationship. And, yeah, I mean, we started filming um, 
inside, you know, a middle school, a very, um, I think this is a, the kind of middle school that you'll find everywhere all over the country, a thousand mm-hmm. kids. Um, and it's there we met Alex, who's the central character in the film Bully, um, who's a seventh grader. He has Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is just being, you know, pummeled by bullies, you know, and, and on a on a near daily basis we discover. Mm-hmm. And it's very it's a very um emotional and powerful story because not only are you with him at school but you're with him at home yes. on the bus. Um you see what his family's going through, what he's going through with his family and it, it you know, I think it's it's his story that really I think is what makes the film so powerful because we you, you see what happens. And you um, see the pain. And how it functions. The pain with the parents. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and, you know, I have to say that I think, you know, we've learned a lot about, um, in particular, uh, learning disability kids and kids on the spectrum when it comes to bullying. Uh, and it's really it's really significant what's happening out there. And I think a lot of the organizations that... that um, Represent and engage on these um, for these kids and these families, you know, are a little behind in understanding the impact that bullying is having on that community. Mm-hmm. And so we've worked well, really hard to, to really speak about that. I mean, where do you think the bullying stems from? I mean, you know, I'm a firm believer that a lot of things stem from home. They mirror behaviors. They they mirror what they've learned, self-esteem, whatever. But, you know, what type of environment exists that gives students the opportunity to behave this way and to bully one another? Well, you know, that's one of those, like, it's like answering that question is like pulling water out of a, like, deep ancient well. <laughs> um, I think it's multiple things. I think it can be home. I think it can be TV. I think it can be just watching the news. It can be watching politicians treat each other the way that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be school culture. You know, I mean, in the world of adults, there's something that's very real called workplace bullying. And I'll let you try and guess, what what are the two most common work environments where that occurs, like like working in what kind of field? Education. <laughs> right? That's Teaching. one. School. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, and the other one's uh hospitals, healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. I was just you know, I'm just thinking here in terms of adult and workplace bullying. Unfortunately, uh children often look to the well they do, they look to adults as role models and you know, while things can be stable and wonderful at home if they're coming to school and the adults in that school environment aren't treating each other respectfully, That's right. that also has a significant effect on the behavior and the um, the way the children interact with one another. Absolutely, because I think there's a misperception that, you know, kids that bully are these sort of bad eggs, right? Mm-hmm. They're these kids that, you know, they're on their way to, they're like little young sort of psychopaths in the making. Um, and I think, and, and I really personally challenge that. You know, I think that, or that they come from these horrible homes where there's violence and aggression. And you know, I think that can be the case, and I'm sure in many situations that is the case. 
But I also think a lot of kids that bully are kids that, you know, have figured out how to win. Yeah. And if the culture says you gain social status and standing in this little microcosm by being cruel and being aggressive and, you know, that's the way that you win here, then a lot of them do that because they've just gamed it. Yeah. And they'd be just as likely to be gaining social status if kindness was what was the thing that they learned helped them achieve that. And absolutely. so that, that's where that social-emotional learning, that's where changing the culture is so absolutely dead-on critical right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and also the bullies need to be, um, you know, addressed. That You know, you have to look behind the behavior and see what it is that they're struggling with, with their own issues um, that need to be addressed and not only punished. So, right. you know, it's a, it's a cycle that just has to be broken. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just want to branch off here, too, uh, because our show is called the Inclusive Class Podcast, and a lot of what myself and uh, my other co-host, Terry Morrow, a lot of what we do is we talk about the environment and uh, the characteristics of an inclusive school. And myself, having worked in one for many, many years, I can attest to the fact that that environment is based, the foundation of an inclusive school is uh, the development of social and emotional characteristics or yeah. skills and attributes in kids. Yeah. And, you know, it becomes an environment where kids are respectful of one another, are tolerant of one another, um, accepting of one another's needs, you know, and then therefore are seeing, you know, all these differences in each other and are including those children regardless, right? And I think that I sort of wanted to connect this this thought that, you know, in an inclusive school setting where you do have social-emotional learning at the forefront, um, you know, the bullying, it still happens. That's, you know, unfortunately, that's mm-hmm. sort of the path that we've been leading for a long time. But, you know, it's we're teaching the kids, however, that, you know, we're teaching them that emotional and social side of them as well as the skill and the, you know, the rote memory stuff as well. So I'm happy to hear that your thoughts on changing the school culture would involve more social and emotional learning because I think that's very key to school culture. I, I, I think it's the key. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's the most exciting aspect of what can make a difference? Because it, it's, it's why I challenge the notion of zero tolerance, because a lot of people will have a knee-jerk reaction to bullying, which is, okay, our district's going to adopt a zero tolerance policy. Mm-hmm. And then there's, abs- first of all, there's absolutely no effort or real 360-year-long commitment to actually mm-hmm. making those changes viable. There's just discipline. And mm-hmm. what happens in those situations more often than not is that, you know, someone that has been bullied over time, and this really manifests when you have kids with special needs, might one day respond, but mm-hmm. might not do it in the way that someone who is kind of fully um, strategized how to do this and get away with it would. Mm-hmm. And so they respond and they yell back and they or they throw a punch and it's right in class because they just in that moment they can't take any more. They're suspended mm-hmm. yeah. and they're given the exact same punishment um, or worse because they've not been able to hide it as 
you know, the person that's been, you know, or the group of kids that have been bullying them for weeks or months or years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that lies into this. I mean, you know, when, when we look at our strategy, you know, the first thing that we ask schools to do, well, well we, we ask them to screen the film together as a community of adults, the whole adult community. Mm-hmm. That includes school support staff, outside professionals, teachers, administrators, um, and really talk about and process together what comes out for them from watching the film. What similarities are there? What what do they see in the movie that might be happening in their school? You know, and and and, and then we ask them to start thinking about how they're going to do two things. One is share the film with their students so that it, it's meaningful and safe and it's done in a way that, that really is educational and, and supportive. And then we ask them to start on this road to change. And the mm-hmm. first thing we recommend that they do is start with a climate assessment so that they can take stock of what is going on. How do kids and adults feel? Do they feel safe? Do they feel like they have adults that will listen to them, that they feel that they're connected with? And to then resurvey and to do that three times a year or two times a year, mm-hmm. and to make those results public, and to use that to really understand what programs they have and what's working and what's not and where they can go. And the, so that's the first and critical, you know, that's like what's like what gets assessed gets addressed. Like right. they have to have that awareness. And most places are operating with blinders on when it comes to school, school climate. So that's that's the starting point. And then and then we have these wonderful strategies and ideas. Like one of the things we love is it's called relationship mapping. You know, and it's asking every adult in the community to put on the board or put on the wall all of the students that they feel they have an actual relationship with, where they feel like they know their name and that that the student would come to them and and you know that there's a real and genuine relationship with. Once you've done that, suddenly you, you can see patterns, number one, but you all, you can also see what kids in your school have absolutely nobody. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And then you can develop a strategy for connecting with them. And, you know, it's so informative. And these are these are free ideas. Yeah. You don't need to raise the money you can be looking at a budget crisis and still do these things. Yeah. And so all of the strategies fall in that in that formula, and um, we're sort of really excited. We did these together with Harvard Graduate School of Education, um, so we're, we're we're really we think that educators are just going to love these ideas. So Lee, this, you know, uh, oh sorry, go ahead, Mary. No, go ahead, Nicole. Oh, I just wanted to uh, re confirm where we can find that resource. Now, it's an educator kit that comes along with the movie, or is this something Correct. It's so, so what it is is um, it's, a, it's exactly what it is. It's a box. It's called mm-hmm. the Educator's Toolkit. Mm-hmm. And it's on www.thebullyproject.com. Okay. And right when you get on there, you should see that, and there's a little circle around it. It's about halfway through the uh, the homepage of the website, and, and so and, and what we did with that that we're really proud of is a lot of educational DVDs sell in the marketplace for three to four hundred dollars. Yeah, and so we've been able to, with the support of foundations and the folks that helped us put this together, 
we're able to make the entire kit available for $29. Wonderful. And that includes, you know, multiple films, the movie, mm-hmm. the movie Bully, the kids' version of the film, the, uh, the the teaching guide to the film, which we did with Facing History and Ourselves, strategies around cyberbullying that we did with Common Sense Media and lesson plans, lesson plans from uh, the National Center for Learning Disabilities. But I would say the centerpiece of this new kit, and it's a big, colorful box, and you open it up, and there's these... These strategies are like right in the middle, and they're like giant flashcards. And Fantastic. the front has the strategies, and the back has real-world examples from educators. Right. And so we're, you know, we're really excited, and we've, you know, we've we've just had it up for a couple of weeks, and we've already sold well over 2,000 to educators. And so we think it's going to make a tremendous difference, and we're counting the numbers because we've had a goal of reaching a million kids, and mm-hmm. we're very close to reaching that goal today. So we're really excited. Wonderful. That, that's amazing. You know, when you were talking about the relationship mapping, it was just, I was just like, yes, because oh, that's wow. it. You yeah. know, I mean, I am a huge advocate for differentiated education, not just for special needs children, but for, for all children. Um, because I really think that, you know, if you find different, if you use programs that are out there, um, instead of, you know, separating children that have different needs, you know, you, you wind up really being able to show their gifts and not their deficits. And you build sure. up confidence. You create mentors. You create relationships. You put these kids um, that are at, at high risk of being bullied with other kids of similar interest. It, it changes their lives. Uh, I, you know, I couldn't agree more. Um, but, you know, and I'm glad to be talking to you because I do think it's really important to note, again, the impact of bullying on, on that population. I mean, I, I'm staring now at my, on my screen I have up that, you know, between 63 and 88% of children with autism report being bullied. Wow. And I think you one know, of the problems I mean, we're, is we're parents don't know what to do. We're talking major numbers here. What's that? Yeah. I, I think one of the problems is, you know, I, I think sometimes, um, you know, kids keep the bullying from adults or sometimes sure. if the, if the, because they're afraid that they're going to say something and make it worse. And other times I think there's a fine line for parents that they don't know how far to get involved. They don't want to make the situation worse for their kids, but doing nothing just breeds this environment of making your kid a target. Yeah, I mean, it's really challenging, and I I don't... I I wish I had all the answers, and so that's why I spend... You know, for me, it's really important to note that this is very much real and happening, um, that that, that there's a lot of work that needs to be done, um, and to really, you know, I spend my time, and we work with tons of families and kids and parents, and, and a lot of it is having the conversation a lot. You know, one of the things that we hear daily on our website is, um, or on our Facebook page, um, which for folks listening, you can just go onto Facebook and uh, search for Bully Movie, and you'll see the uh, the title of the film with a circle and an arrow through it, and you can just join. We have a almost 200,000 people supporting each other there, which is awesome. But one of the things we hear all the time is, you know, I watched this movie with my kids, and we had a conversation we've never been able to have before. And, so, you know, Absolutely. it starts with being able to, to, to have those conversations and to have them early and to have them often. A lot of times, you know, like as a, as a, as a man, I can say this, but when I was a boy, it was very hard to talk to my dad about it. Yeah. You know, right. and you see it, play out in the movie Bully 
when Alex is talking to his dad, you know, it can be very embarrassing to have to say, I can't make it stop on my own. And, Lee, I'll have to stop you actually right there at that point. Unfortunately, I'd love to talk to you more about it, but we need to wrap up our show. But I think the key is is getting uh, not just the kids involved, but the adults in the school, the families in the community, accessing resources like the one that you just outlined um, that can be found on the Bully Project website, and just starting to have that conversation with your kids and with other people. So I want to thank you very, very much today for joining us and giving us all that information about just your understanding and observations of bullying and uh, how it relates to um, the need for kids to develop more social and emotional skills. So thank you very much for joining us today. Yes, uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And Marianne, I'd like to thank you for stepping in for Terry today and uh, joining us on the show. Oh, no problem. I just wanted to also mention, though, that, Lee, I think that this movie is also very significant for parents if they think their child is the bully. Yes, oh, absolutely. Um, because oh, absolutely. Or their child's a bystander, think, you know? I Most think kids that are... this movie is going to let these kids really see what they maybe not are, are not understanding about their behavior, which is huge. Sure. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Great, guys. Thank you. Have a thank wonderful you, weekend. You too. You're and welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And I would uh, also like to thank our listeners for tuning into our program this afternoon. Please join us for next week's show, which will air during its regular time slot, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, which I was thinking uh, was the situation for this show (laughs) at the beginning of the program. Um, However, in the meantime, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where I tweet under the name inclusive underscore class. And Marianne, you tweet at the coffee clutch, is that correct? That's right. I got that. Oh, good. And... Finally, you can download this podcast and past podcasts for free on Stitcher, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye, everyone, and have a great week. Goodbye, Marianne. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.